0: Welcome to the Transformation Cafe with your host, Robin Masevich. Transformation Cafe, a weekly half hour of light, topical conversation about health, wellness, happiness, personal growth, spirituality, and other insights. We're glad you're here. Transformation Cafe, a fun place to nourish your soul. Now, let's get started and
1: introduce our diners for tonight's show. Well, I want to welcome everybody to the Transformation Cafe. I'm your host, Robin Masevich, and it's a joyous day. We're talking about the Book of Joy with the uh, Desmond Tutu and Dalai Lama. And you know what? I found out that that book has been nominated for uh, Spiritual Book of the Year so that's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. Um, in a couple weeks, I know, this is uh, April 11, 2017, and in a couple weeks in New York City, they're going to be having the Spiritual Book Awards, and the reason actually I know that is this last weekend, I went to a retreat with uh, uh, Mark Nepo, and he has also been nominated for for the life that the life that we've been given. So that's pretty exciting. So he was like, you know, he said that he was honored to be um, a part of the nominations, which I'm sure he really is. But I thought that was really good. You know, can you be, can you (laughs) blah, blah. Blah, Can you imagine being nominated for a book? The other book has has been written by the Dalai Lama. I, (laughs) yeah. I'd be a little
0: nervous.
1: (laughs) Well, he didn't seem nervous. He just said, I'm, I'm glad to be in the same category. Honored to be nominated, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think that's really good. So winning is fun too. Yes, winning is fun too. I, I you know, I, I, you know, I'd love to imagine that. We, we can, let's okay, let's imagine that for a second. You've just won the, the spiritual book of the year. Woohoo! <laughs> I,
0: I don't, I don't care. I'm so enlightened; it doesn't
1: affect me. <laughs> Well, oh my we'll my see God. if the Dalai Lama is there. If he gets up and does a little dance, although I've heard that he's not supposed to dance. That's one of the things that he's penance. Sort of what do they call that? No, no, no. He basically took an. It's one of his oaths or something. It's not an oath. It's a. It's a you know promise to himself. You know, it's part of his, his uh, ways and his, part of the way that he does things. It's basically you know he took a. He said yes, I will never dance. Although, which is really the, when you look at the book of the book of joy, there's actually a really cute picture <laughs> of the Dalai Lama and Archivist of Desmond Tutu, and Tutu is just going at it, man. He's like, man, mean, You can tell he's like, you know, you know, jazzing out, and <laughs> and the Dalai Lama is like, okay, I can't dance, but I sure want to move. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really cute picture. So anyway, anyway, that's part of the joy. That's part of the joy factor that we're talking about. We are in the book of joy and it's, and for anybody who's tuning in for the first, uh, you know, we do the Cafe Book Club and we're going through this book and it's really interesting because they have eight different pillars. Four pillars have been on, on the mind and we're now into the pillars of the heart. And last week we talked about forgiveness and boy, uh, that was just such a powerful, a powerful pillar. What did you think of that, Amy?
0: Oh, well, first off, you know, you usually welcome me in. I get started. I'm just going to dive right in here. I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I want to say how grateful I am for you, how grateful I am for this book, how grateful I am for this cup of water I have, how grateful I am for my cat. Well, not all the time, but right now I guess I am.
1: So <laughs> grateful, <laughs> grateful, grateful. I know, I know this cat. There's, there's reasons not to be grateful, but that's okay. Yeah, we I digress. Know, I'm not
0: grateful <laughs> all the time, but,
1: you know, I guess that's the test
0: of true spirituality, right? Or if you're really enlightened, can you appreciate... <laughs> The shadow side of your cat. Now that's an enlightened person. I'm thinking. So let's go back to forgiveness. That's very true. Um, okay. I think that's <laughs> such a big part of being able to be happy in life. Yeah, is being able to um, forgive, and I guess one of the important parts of forgiveness is not forgetting and protecting yourself. Um, I want to, um, and I want to kind of toss this at you. I know after so we had done forgiveness, and then you did this weekend retreat. So. Um, I mean, certainly you don't have to share anything you want, don't want to, but I just wonder if some some uh, things came up for you to forgive, you know, in that process.
1: Yeah, you know because I went went up to Pine Manor and it was a Mark Nepo retreat, and Mark does just a beautiful job of creating just this safe, the safe place of being people being able to really just come from a very authentic place about where they are with their lives and what's happening with everything. And we, we you go deep pretty fast, so we definitely all had different exercises that came up of just being able to look at different things. He basically you know put out a question, just a kind of an open question, um, invite us to you know to you know sit with that for about thirty seconds in meditation, and then go ahead and write about it for three minutes. And boy, it was real interesting. We had one in particular that winded up being half the room had had um, different things that came up with their mother, which I thought was very interesting. You know, what's the odds of like half the group, you know, working on, on something they had with their moms? But um, boy, it sure, it sure came up and we had this really lovely discussion about, you know, one of the quotes that he had was that parents are like gods that crumble to human beings, and uh, we went up having this whole conversation about mothers and talking about how children are gods that crumble to human beings. So it's, it's you know, no matter where you are and looking at the perspectives of life, you know, we, ha- we can be putting each other on pedestals. And then we come to realize that, you know, we're all just human beings simply trying to do the best they can with what we know. So I thought that was just such a wonderful thing about being coming from that level of, of having that kind of like a really underlining theme for the weekend was forgiveness. And I kept going back to the Book of Joy, and I'm very glad to be having those pillars that we've gone through so far, because it really gave me a very different perspective in the conversations that people were willing to share. So um, I just, you know, I said a couple things about it, but not too much, and and just kind of talking about it and had, had a couple people come up and talk to me about the book and, and you know, what I'd gotten out of it. And I recommended them to come and listen to our conversations at the, the Transformation Cafe. So I thought those were really good. But, you know, it, it, stuff came up and, and being able to just love myself through it and realize that. You know, one thing I love about going back to 12 step is it always says that, you know, nothing's going to come up that you can't handle. So if something doesn't come up for a long time even though you might have looked at something four or five times when it finally does, you're ready to embrace it in a, in a different way because our protect, our perpe- perspective keep changing. So it really helps us to be able to embrace ourselves and the situation and the other people in just a different kind of way. And I think that's part of the gratitude. You know, one thing I love about, about this chapter is um, right off the bat, it said on 241, is that I am fortunate to be alive. And boy, that's one thing that the, the Dalai Lama and uh, Desmond Tutu, they both, um, you know, with, with the writer that they had, he, he was so amazed with the two of them because everything was coming from a level of gratitude and just really celebrating life. And Desmond Tutu goes on to talk about, there's so many people who, did you have a good breakfast? Did you have a warm bed? Did you have a warm home? Looking all these at all these things to be able to be grateful for. I know one thing I love to do is, is just wake up in the morning before I even open my eyes and just think about, I usually get at least 10 things that I'm grateful for before I even, my feet even hit the floor. So, you know, just so many little things that we take for granted. And, you know, one thing I heard, I'm not sure who said it, but It's if you think about just the level of conveniences that we have, especially in Western civilization in America, I mean, we would have been royalty would have only had those conveniences, if you look back, you know, like, say, a couple hundred years ago, you know, with inside toilets and water and just having our food as easy as it is. I mean, we have so many things to be grateful for, and that's just on a materialistic level. It's not like, you know, having wonderful friends and and being able to enjoy nature and all the other things that are going on. So, how about you, Aime?
0: Uh, Well, and I think we'll start right back to forgiveness. I think if you can't forgive, I think it's really hard to be grateful because you're always looking for ways to revenge or in the victim place. So I think that's a really critical component. And then, you know, and I think they feed each other. I think the more you practice, and I think it is a practice, practice being grateful, that I think Mm -hmm. forgiveness becomes easier and i think one really good area to do that is uh, with yourself right as you're grateful yeah. even for your you know your mistakes and i like here on page 242 brother david strainraft he said a catholic benedict monk he says and i think this is this is this is such an important key here it is not happiness that makes us grateful gratefulness that makes us happy and i think that's people mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. wait until i'm happy then I'll be grateful about what's going on or how mm-hmm. I feel or my friends or, you know, and and, I, and you've got it backwards. And, uh, and, you know, we've read enough and we've experienced enough in a lot of the work we've done individually and together, I believe, to know that's true. So, I, and mm-hmm. that, that joy is always inside of us, that happiness is always inside of us. Are you willing to allow that even in the middle of the storm?
1: Well, going back to the, to Archbishop Tutu, you know one of the things that he just has as a, a regular practice is he uses the word wonderful. He's like he always always is you know looking to the wonderfulness of things, and he he's really talking about you know it's so important to have the ability to come from curiosity and wonder and surprise and the possibility of things. He said that's the core of joy. You know, just that's that combination of all those kinds of things. And to me, it's just kind of like going back to being more like um, having a childlike wonder about life and coming from that beginner's mind of like, I don't really know this moment. What is this moment offering to me? You know, what's here for me that can be wonderful or joyful or have something that, that could surprise me in a wonderful way? And, you know, and, and it's, the, we've talked about this so many times on the show. You know, it's, it's, you, know, you have basically a, um, kind of an added deck when it comes to you know what am I looking for in life the more whatever direction you're looking for you're going to find that more than than you know other ways of looking at things it's like if I'm looking for positivity there'll, there'll be more positivity because that's what I'm looking for it's like when people are going to buy a car and they they have the, the make and model and all that kinds of stuff and they're just kind of pondering whether they want to get it or get it or not all of a sudden they see that car everywhere because they're putting it in their mind of, of something that they're interested in and they're having an intent about, you know, the possibility of wanting to, you know, bring that into something that they'll be living with. So I think that's something to really, you know, take, um, take to heart about all that stuff. So there's so many good ideas and, and concepts in this in this pillar. Boy, it says, gratitude is the recognition of all that holds us to the web of life. And all that has made it possible to have the life that we have and the moments that we are experiencing. Thanksgiving is a natural response to life, and maybe the only way that we can savor it. I thought that was a really great uh, pair, you know, sign on that. so how about you, May?
0: Oh, well well, something that, that I, I really want to bring home is on page 243, where the, the Dalai Lama and the, and the archbishop. You know, are are, are kind of you know di- dialoguing about this, and and the Archbishop being so awestruck by the Dalai Lama and having lo- lost his country, and lost a lot of his people, and the things that he had to go through, and the Dalai Lama said that exile really has brought me closer to to reality. When you are in difficult situations, there's no room for pretense. In adversity or tragedy, you must confront what really is. And, um, and I love it a little bit later here. He talks about, in Buddhism, one must be grateful even for one's enemies. And uh, he talks about, uh, at the very last sentence here, the Dalai Lama story about his friend who feared losing his compassion for his torturers in, Chinese, in, in China was a poignant example. And he said, it's like you've lost everything if you've lost the ability to be grateful to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. It's about how are you dealing with things? How are you reacting to them?
1: Yeah, I thought that was such, so so moving to really think about it that way. This says, gratitude means embracing reality. It means moving from counting our burdens to counting your blessings, as the Archbishop has recommended, an antidote for envy and a recipe for appreciating our lives. So, like I said, there's just so many good, good things within these ones. So, he goes on to talk about, um, I'm not sure whose who's friend it was, the Archbishop Tutu's. He had um, Anthony Ray Hinton was a black man that had been wrongly accused and put on, um, on death row for 30 years. And he lived in a, f- a five-by-six-foot cell in solitary confinement, and he was only allowed to go out one hour a day. And he really took that time to become a counselor. And, you know, whether it was um, men that basically had, had, you know, gone on death row and gotten killed and or even the, the security guards and stuff like that, um, everybody just really pushed for him with the Supreme Court rulings to have him get freed. And boy, this guy, um, Anthony, has just got such an amazing uh, outlook on life. He says, one does not know the value of freedom until one has it taken away. People run from the rain, I run into the rain. How can anything that falls from heaven not be so precious? I thought that was beautiful. You know, and he really goes on to talk about all these different things about forgiveness and you know he said unforgiving, unforgiveness robs us from the ability to enjoy and appreciate our life because we are trapped in a past filled with anger and bitterness. Forgiveness allows us to move beyond the past and appreciate the the present, including the drops of rain falling on our face. This is whatever life gives you; you can respond with joy. And joy is the happiness that does not depend on what happens. It is the grateful response and the opportunity that life offers you at that moment. Why, that's just amazing!
0: Yeah, just being with that. And I was, it was an exercise. I had gone to the Louise Hay um, conferences last weekend. I went to a workshop, and. In talking talked about um, envy or jealousy, right, and how that kind of gets in the way of gratitude. I want to kind of look at that mm-hmm, for a minute. Mm-hmm. So, An exercise mm-hmm. that we broke into groups of four, and my friend Linda was here visiting from Florida, so I knew her. But there was these two girls in their 20s um, that I didn't know. And what we were to do, and this is kind of an interesting exercise, is that one person would be the focus, and they weren't to say anything. And the other three people would take six minutes. It was a six-minute cycle where each person would say why they were jealous of that person. Oh, wow. uh, Yeah, and what that was about for you and what you would do about that. And, Hmm. um, like, this one woman looked really creative. And so for me, it's like that made me look at, you know, so... Um, a little envious. I mean, she was dressing very, you know, very creatively and, um, you know, uh, like I, she didn't care what other people thought. And for me, the jealousy was, gee, I, I wish I could be a little more like she had a nose ring and, you know, that I wouldn't go that far. But, I, you know, that I'd be more open to that. And, um, mm-hmm. and then each person took turns. To, you know, what were they jealous of and how did that relate to them and something that they needed to know right then. And uh, it was a little little easier with my friend Linda, who to me is the ultimate in love, and that she is always Mm -hmm. loving in every situation. And so for me, the jealousy is uh, I wishing that I could be more like that. And so, okay, looking at that, Mm -hmm. then that. what are some steps? So it's really about being grateful. When you say, okay, I'm jealous of her, but it's really I'm grateful for how she is. So you could look at it, jealousy or you could look at it, I'm grateful, and how do I take that information and do something with it because clearly it's if it's there's a angst there, there's something you need to do with it. Does that make sense
1: mhm mhm well you know it, it's it's kind of like is it is it is the glass half full or is the glass half empty right when it comes to our perspective on on you know how am I'm looking at somebody
0: well i I wouldn't look at it that way myself. it was really more mm-hmm. where. For me, uh, gratitude for what how what they're showing me, right? Instead of mm-hmm. being angry about it, and maybe forgiving myself for being jealous of it, and then what am I learning from that? Does that make sense? I don't get the half empty, half full doesn't mean yeah. You know, what I'm saying? It's not quite the same for me. Yeah, but it's yeah. What mm-hmm. it's about is that showing me that there's something that's missing. If it feels like jealousy or envy, there's something missing for me. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and I think that's a really great exercise of like you're saying just that that uh, way of looking at it. In, you know, I can look at it as like, wow, you're this person, and you have these things, and all that kinds of stuff. I could be grateful about that, but then I could, you know, like you're saying, we're just like tainting it and labeling it as jealousy instead. Mm-hmm.
0: And it doesn't you know, really know, matter what you label it as, right? You know, it's just, mm-hmm. just acknowledging right. that there's, there's something that I feel like I'm missing. And I may put it out as a negative towards a person, where I could choose to be grateful for that and say, "What do I do with that?"
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really kind of cool because I mean, definitely, you know, if you look at other people that are jealous, it's like you know, well, gosh, if it wasn't it was if it wasn't jealousy, I'd be looking at that person and realizing those are things that I might want or appreciate about them. Yeah,
0: and and I think that freezes us because we're afraid, oh no, I'm not jealous. Well, that's not true. So it's like, what is something you're right. jealous of with me, Robin?
1: Mm, you have a great dog. No. Oh, yeah, okay. I do. and you also have your dog. Right? <laughs> no, but. Jealous of your like? I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I you know I, I guess I'm not I'm not under the gun, and I don't have six minutes. Six, six minutes seems like a long time.
0: Well, there, it it's was a long time. Long time. A um, three of us projecting onto one person, and then we went to the next person with so three people. Oh, so, so it was like
1: two minutes like, apiece kind of thing? Well, yeah, we kind of piece kind thing. around until,
0: and we kept going until, you know, there might be new things or deeper. So like with you, I would mm-hmm. say that I've been jealous of how you're you could, you're willing to just dive in for in a creative expression. It's like one time I had bought some very expensive black material. You're going to make me a witch dress for Halloween, and you just grabbed a scissor and started cutting, and that, I don't know, was had a nervous breakdown. It, because I would have I would have <laughs> measured it, and I would have measured it again, and I would have you know, pinned it, and you just started kind of, and for me, that is like, oh, my God, there's no way, but then it all worked out. But uh, you, you see what I'm saying? So when yeah, really I realized, like, oh, at saying, least, yeah. you know, she could do that. It's like, no, but but for me, it was like, oh, the jealousy part would be, gee, I wish I could be more like that.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Well, you know, and, and and that's one thing too about you. You're like, you know, let's just do it. Actually, I've learned, I've learned on that the whole thing that you have of like, let's just do it kind of thing. Like, you know, you're. You just have to be jumping into the moment and things like that. So I think I, I've, I've, it's helped me to be able to be a little more spontaneous with stuff like that. So believe it or not, well, you know, it's it's, it's with our strengths. You're, you're very good at being able to be in a, a group situation or have something where you're going to be interacting with a bunch of people and you just jump in. And with me, it's like working, working with, you know, material tools and all that kind of stuff to be able to be creative, depending what it is. So I want to make sure that we talk about rejoicing because there's a section in here that talks about the importance of rejoicing when it comes to just our daily spiritual practice. And both in Indian and Tibetan Buddhism, they talk about that as one of the the seven limbs is rejoicing. And really, you know, that's such a, a thing that we, you know, You know, it's we're always quick to basically criticize as opposed to, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, am I going to be jealous or am I going to whatever, you know, can I criticize or can I come from this place of rejoicing when, you know, you see different things happening like, wow, that's so great. And and whether it's yourself or another, you know, seeing the good deeds in the in of of yourself and of others. I think that's, you know, it's that wonderfulness that, that Desmond Tutu is talking about. Well, isn't that wonderful? for myself or for another person, having that something as a real important dynamic with that, you know, and getting away from this, you know, the different stuff. So there's a lot of good science in this, in this pillar too, that talks about the skepticism of gratitude and wonder. And, you know, there's a, a point in there that talks about it, you know, being a naive point of view that could lead to complacency and even injustice. But what they really want people to know is that when you look at that, that you're less likely to um, be looking at a place where you're not willing to be able to stand up and do stuff. So they did a bunch of research at UC Davis. And um, boy, some of these, some of these in, you know, studying this stuff was very, very interesting. They did it over a decade. One was that Grateful People... Uh, do not seem to ignore or deny the negative aspects of life. They simply choose to appreciate uh, appreciate them well and, and have a positive attitude. So it's just like, you know, the attitude of gratitude kind of thing is really something that's they're showing on a, a scientific level that's really true. It's like people who focus on gratitude by keeping a list of what they're grateful for and exercises. So it's, you know, it's that journal of gratitude that we've talked about before on the show. They have few fewer physical symptoms, feel better about their lives, and were more positive about the weeks ahead compared to those who recorded hassles and negative life events. And you it, know, it's they even found just just like with what we talked about with. You know, doing uh, mind mapping or doing journaling or even collages and things like that. But you're doing these positive things that you look at all the time. It really uh, actually helps you to feel motivated. And people find that they, they um, it just have real positive things. And even on a, a physical level, they said that gratitude has um, stimulates the hypothalamus, um, regulating stress for the brain. And it also does um, works with our regular. It, it works to do cross circuiting with the produces in um, the pro- pleasure parts of the brain too, which I thought was very very interesting. They said even the simple act of smiling, for as little as twenty seconds, can trigger positive emotions, jumpstart your joy and happiness, and also stimulates the release of uh, neuropeptides um, and dopamine and serotonin into the body. So you know it's that kind of thing. You know just just smiling. Boy, it takes a lot of uh, different. Muscles to go ahead and make that happen, but you know, just like with the laughter yoga that I love to do, um, it doesn't take long. You know, just to laugh because you can. That it gets very contagious. That's one thing I did this weekend. I actually um, did a a laughter yoga session in the morning before we did our Sunday session with um, up at the retreat. And oh my gosh, we just had everybody laughing. And one lady in particular. um, Once we got back in session, because we kind of had a share time. It just really touched me so deeply. She just said, you know, since the election, I have not felt normal. I've been stressed and I've been angst about stuff and it just seems to be something I couldn't shake. And she said for the first time before the, you know, that was prior to the election, I actually feel really balanced with myself and I can smile. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what a gift. So, you know, it, it helped her to get, recenter herself and come back to a, a place of joy within herself that she'd, you know, just not not been able to, you know, catch in herself for a long, long time. So I just thought that was awesome. So anything else on the chapter real quick? We're going to go ahead and go to the exercising. Yeah, let's go to the exercise and see what,
0: what comes out of that. How about that? And that's on the back, page okay. 330.
1: Right. And just to remind anybody who's, you know, listening for the first time, one of the wonderful things about the Book of Joy is there's over 30 exercises in the back, um, the, the last chapter of all these different exercises um, that really embrace just the rest of the book they complement it they help you to be able to walk in it and just kind of uh, take a little time to see how you feel about these different things and each of the pillars actually has an exercise that goes with it so i'm going to be uh, doing the one on gratitude and it's called journaling for gratitude it's as gratitude as we have seen is an extremely important part of joy because it allows us to save your life and to recognize the most of our good fortune in life as it comes for others the gratitude practice is simple so to explain it you, Uh, if you can, to go back to uh, the humility practice. And the humility um, was one of the the first pillars that really has us looking at life. So it also involves gratitude and appreciation for those who have made it possible for you to be you. Gratitude practice means it is meant to be one you can do daily to help you appreciate the large and small blessings. This practice can also be done at the end of the day, which reflecting on whether you fulfilled the intentions you set for the morning. You can also do this practice together with, with spouses and friends. And I think it's, that's really something that's, that's so enriching when you can actually, you know, find people that you feel comfortable with. You both have agreements about how you walk through the information and you do exercises together. That's one thing I really love about, you know, having such a great sister like Amy. We actually do stuff like that. And I think it, it really helps you to um, have that person who can um, in, do inquiry for you that you wouldn't necessarily think of for yourself in just, in just a loving way that can help you to uh, hopefully see different perspectives. So let's go ahead and take a, a, take a nice deep breath and close our eyes. Recall three things from your day which you ha- are grateful for. And so they can be anything from the kindness and generosity of a friend to the bounty of a meal with the warmth of the sun on your face as you had it for lunch. And so try to be specific as you can in recalling what you're grateful for. And then take a couple minutes to go ahead and write those things down. And, you know, really want to encourage people to have a gratitude journal. And um, didn't you, Amy, you said you had a, a, a laughter journal. We talked a couple, we talked a little while ago in another show about things that made you laugh. It was a laughter journal. I think that's a great thing. So, you know, it, your journaling book can be something that you kind of do. So, I mean, think about it. being grateful for something that made you laugh. Gosh, what a great gift that is. Or just brought you just this moment of joy where you, your eyes watered, teared up because it was something that just really, you just found so profound. So I think it's just all those really wonderful things that we can have on that. So, you know, it says, you know, write these three things down in your journal. And while you do the exercise in your head, keep a list of what you are grateful for that has been shown to you by the many physical and emotional benefits over time. Because each time you journal, try to write it down three different things. And the variation of the keys and the effectiveness of the gratitude for your journal. Like I said, you know, make it just something that really get, brings you joy, brings you brings you laughter, brings you places of just, just recognizing those precious moments of every day. And I think that's just something that can just be so wonderful. So next week we're going to talk about compassion. And I think that's going to be a wonderful thing to have with our Pillars. But as always, I just really want Amy to know how grateful I am for her, how grateful I am for, for Andrew, my husband, he, you know, really helps to just do everything with the show and makes it just such a wonderful contribution out there. We have so many people who contact us and just say they love to, to go and go on, their go on their walks and, you know, every day they are power walking and things like that and they turn on the show and just really get the benefits from that. So it's just such a giving thing that we just are very, very proud to have that for everybody and. Grateful for our audience, our international audience, and just all the contributions that you guys give to us. We just really want to thank you for that. So anything for you, Aim?
0: I'm grateful for our learning together and our giggling together and and how we're growing uh,
1: as friends
0: and sisters together. I'm very grateful for that.
1: Yes, me too. Me too. Well as always it's thirty 30 minutes goes super, super fast. You know, just really highly recommend this book if you just tuned in for the first time to see, you know, what's this book of joy all about? I guess it's just an excellent book. And as always, we will see you next time here at the cafe for Pillar 6 and when we talk about compassion. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Transformation Cafe podcast.
0: To learn more, visit transformation-cafe.com for show notes, guest information, and links to previous shows. You can also subscribe to the Transformation Cafe podcast on iTunes. Join us again next time at the Transformation Cafe, a fun place to nourish your soul.